from high atop the Camelback Towers in Scottsdale, from the Star Worldwide Network Studios, this is Checking In with Check for a Love. Arizona's prominent breast cancer nonprofit, providing free education, mammograms, wigs, and support. Now, let's check in with Check for a Love. Hello, everyone. We are so excited. This is our very first podcast, Checking In with Check for a Lump. I am Holly Rose, the founder and CEO of Check for a Lump. And my co-host today is Ashley Plum, Director of Development. Hello, Ashley. Hello, Holly. So nice to be here with you today. I'm excited to share our programs. We also have with us Laura Penza, our Director of Programs. Hi, Laura. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Likewise, and our Director of Outreach, Jessica Cadby. Hello, hello. And soon we will be tuning in with Leslie Cadby as well. So we're going to kick off. We thought it'd be great to to share who Check for a Lump is and and why we're here and how we got here. So I'm going to share my story with you. So 13 years ago was the dawning of Check for a Lump. I was 39 years old, and it was the beginning of Facebook, and uh, just scrolling through Facebook, I was a stay-at-home mom, and uh, going about my day, looking at uh, all social media, looking at other people's kids, and funny stories, and my childhood friend, Shelly Sakala, posted a cartoon outline of a woman holding her breast that said, feel your boobies. And everyone made funny comments. My husband, of course, said, do man boobs count? Uh, Which uh, man boobs do count because men get breast cancer too. And for whatever crazy reason, this message stuck in my head. And that night I thought, my gosh, I haven't done a self-exam in in forever. And I, I typically didn't, to be honest with you. So I would probably, right before my OBGYN appointment, I would think, oh, I need to do a self-exam because she's going to ask me. And that way I can say, yes, I do self-exams. And so it had been months and months. And I, I did one that evening. And I found a gumball-size lump in my breast and instantly I knew this is wrong. This is this is not good. And so I scheduled an appointment with my OBGYN. And within two weeks, uh, after several tests, I was diagnosed with stage 2B breast cancer. And uh, it was absolutely terrifying. I was 39 years old. I was way too young to get breast cancer. What the hell? And um, but sure enough, here I was, and I went through nine months of treatment. I had two surgeries and four months of god-awful chemotherapy and experiencing every side effect under the sun and four months of radiation. And uh, during this time, though, you know, is 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 terrifying as it was my kids were only nine and ten at the time and thank goodness my husband was very supportive 
Um, but we just, we really struggled. And so I was so fortunate that I lived in this wonderful community, Moon Valley, and kind of the start of it all. I had meals delivered weeks at a time. People would show up at my door, six o'clock, uh, the doorbell would ring, and there was another four-course meal, and I had absolutely no idea who the people were, and but a home-cooked meal to serve my family. It still chokes me up to this day. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, to be the recipient of so many acts of kindness, from the meals to people coming in, doing my laundry, cleaning our floors, chauffeuring our kids to and from school, it was um, very, very touching and moving, and I knew that I needed to do something to give back. And so I thought, you know, someone else saved my life by sharing a simple message, and what if I were to do the same? And so originally, I, I did reach out to Feel Your Boobies and said, hey, I'll be your sister network in Phoenix, you know. And so she sent me all kinds of fun merchandise t-shirts and stickers. And I excitedly, I, I put it, my t-shirt on in the morning and I walked out of my bedroom door and my girls who were, again, nine and 10 at the time, looked at me and said, oh, mom, you can't wear that. And I said, why? And they said, mom, boobies. And I said, well, gosh, you know, if, if I can't wear the T-shirt, can I put a sticker on the car? No, mom. And they were just mortified by the word boobies. And so I realized I couldn't do anything that would embarrass my daughters. And so I got together with uh, co-founder Kate Cumberger and again, Shelley Sakala. And uh, we just realized, you know, how can we bring this call to action with that same lightheartedness because prior to me being diagnosed with breast cancer, I was doing the 5K walks, I was buying the pink merchandise, and I was cheering on survivors, you know, with their license plates, woohoo! But I wasn't doing self-exams, and I was only 39, so I wouldn't have had a mammogram yet. And, you know, who knows if if I would have at 40. So I really, I, I wanted that strong call to action that, that grabs your attention. And we came up with the slogan, don't be a chump, check for a lump. And that's really how we all started with that education. And we thought, my gosh, if we could just save one woman's life, how cool would that be with our crazy slogan? And, and we always had this big dream of, wouldn't it be great if, if we had a billboard and we could save thousands of lives? And so that was really our, our start. The first year, it was the call to action. Do your breast self-exams. Do your timely mammograms. And uh, it was just an, an, an amazing start for us. And now here we are 13 years later with four pillar programs providing free education, mammograms, wigs, and support. But going back to the very beginning, Jessica Cadby, who's now our director of outreach, she was there at the very beginning of it all. Yeah, and I can't believe that's actually 13 years ago now. <laughs> I feel old. So I'm 24 now. And so as a 10 and 11 year old, you know, you don't really realize how serious of a matter it is. And I think that's what Holly has done so well over the years is just putting, you know, a little lightheartedness onto such a serious subject. So we started with the lemonade stand selling donuts to um, golfers as they, as they came by and 
We raised, what was it? Uh, I think a couple hundred dollars, and we thought it was the biz- biggest success ever of, look at what we've done. My gosh. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And as a 10 or 11-year-old, I was having a ball, you know? And then we went on to do flash mobs, which I think are one of my personal favorite activities we did. So we'd all practiced together. And I think there was probably about 200 of us, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Do you remember? Gosh, I I know when the songs come on, it always prompts the memory of going right back and I can start and do the dance moves all over again. Oh, yeah. And I remember just we would put our fists in the air and say, don't be a chump, check for a lump. And we started out with that name and we've slowly grown into just check for a lump just to get the word out there though, was our main mission and to see it grow into all these programs and to be director of outreach now. And I mean, gosh, doing the amazing race around Old Town with our pink bobs and everyone's like, what are, you know, what's going on here? Um, All the way to now our Pink Out 5K this past October I raised... I think over $90,000. Yeah, we finally hit our mark of, I I think, with all the matching donations, we reached our $100,000 marker, which was incredible. And yeah, so, so proud and proud of you, Jess. It's been amazing to watch the evolution of you (laughs) starting out as, you know, a 10-year-old helping to sell lemonade and then, you know, doing cheering stations and then doing the flash mobs and then coming over to volunteer from NCL. And you would volunteer in our office. You would leave high school, walk over, and volunteer in our office. Yeah, and it's really become full circle now as um, I lead the volunteers. And (laughs) we have our NCL Moon Valley group come in, and I get to watch all these youngsters. And I was just there, you know, 10 years ago. (laughs) So it's really amazing the evolution that Check for a Lump is and has grown to be. Yeah, we can almost say that you were a co-founder. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, it's, it's great. And so after after you came on with all of the volunteers, and so we moved out um, starting, I was in my home office for years and years. And I remember um, working more and more. And, and as we grew, when we started doing our, our WIG program was our second program, and really needing to raise funds for the program. And then my husband saying, Oh, my gosh, you're working so much, you're gonna need to turn this into a job. We have two kids going to college, you need to raise money, or you're gonna need to, you know, get a, a paid salary, or you're gonna have to go get a job. And I said, give me six months, I can do this. And that's when we really started going after sponsors to to really bring us to that next level so that I could be a paid employee because I was working well over 40 hours and 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 our wig program exploded within I would say three years our first wig our our first year so let me think about this in 2011 we started our wig program the first year we provided 11 wigs second year we did 49 wigs third year it was a hundred wigs so that had exploded and and our education started to explode as well because as as i learned you know i just tried to educate myself so that i'd never wind up in that chemo chair 
I realized, oh my gosh, there's so much we need to share with women. And so our education evolved as well and turned into a, a full-blown magazine. And so we definitely needed the, the sponsors to, to fuel our, our growth and then moved into the office. Then we had the opportunity to have volunteers come in. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I need help. And again, went right back to that Moon Valley community and posted it on next door to the Moon Valley Moms, um, I would love an assistance and um, found Laura Pensa. Laura, do you remember how long ago that was? Oh, yeah. I remember it very vividly. So I had just come out of um, dealing with breast cancer myself. It was in 2015 that I had breast cancer. And I first heard about your program at the wig shop. So I was over at Classy Sisters picking out my wig and they told me about your program and they handed me a brochure that you had printed and, and you were on the cover with a couple friends and I think Shelly was on there with you. And um, I remember looking at that going, wow, this is what survivorship can look like. That's really encouraging. I see a lot of hope in that picture and the fact that you were able to come through it and give back and now be helping with wigs. I just found that so motivational and so inspiring so you definitely were on my radar. I, I started following at that point. And um, then when that posting popped up in Moon Valley, I was like, oh, this was meant for me. <laughs> I knew I wanted to come join you. Yeah, you were such a blessing. And I, I, I really believe God was such a big part of Check for a Lump. Like when when I started it and, and I so did not have the skills to start a nonprofit, but God kept saying, Holly, do this. This is your calling. I'm like, oh, that means I have to speak in front of people. I, I'm scared to death of public speaking. And God just said, no, go do this. And he would give me signs and, you know, Oprah staff would call me or <laughs> Facebook headquarters would call and say, please come share your story. So I kept getting these signs from God. And then when I needed help, you popped up and you were like my angel from God. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was meant to be because right away, I just felt like this ex was exactly the spot for me. And I've loved joining you and watching this explosion of of all the programs and all the women we've been able to help over the years. Yeah, you have been invaluable in all of our growth, especially our programs and our our mammogram program. I could say I, I never could have accomplished without you. And yeah, so thankful to have you on board with us. And then we brought in Ashley Plum. Ashley, uh, when did you come about? Um, yeah, so I came about sort of, I guess, from the very beginning, if we start there, in 2017, when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, um, I was a wig client because I couldn't, um, I knew I wanted a wig and my insurance didn't cover it. And um, they're so expensive. And so I was at the wig shop and they're like, hey, you should reach out to check for a lump and get a wig from them. And I was like, okay. Um, so I did that. And then um, I just really fell in love with the organization and following, you know, getting the magazine, following it on Facebook. And then um, you guys had honored me at one of the galas, which was super cool. So then that motivated me to get involved more um, and did the pink out 5k, um, volunteered for different things. And then came on board in, uh, I believe it was January of 2020, 
Um, not the best timing, but you know, COVID. <laughs> so, um, and then uh, came back around, still volunteered when, you know, throughout COVID and stuff, and then came back around and started again full time again at the beginning of this year um, in 2022. Um, so I feel like I've been with you guys for five years. Um, unofficially and officially in there. So yeah, that's, and I started out when I first came on, I was in outreach, um, working with, uh, you know, the community and stuff. And then um, now I've, I've transitioned over into development. Yeah, I'm so happy that you joined on board. I'll never forget you at the Wig Out Gala. You had so much enthusiasm. And uh, having your daughter there, she was, I think, one of the first children that we let into a wig out. And or children, first child that we led into the wig out. And but you and your family together, so much enthusiasm. And so when you looped back around to ask me, you know, do you have any positions? I said, yes, you would be perfect. And it was so sad when 2020 hit and we had to furlough our entire staff. And we were so happy we had an office and we were growing. And, you know, wah, wah, wah. And it was so happy that we survived and we were able to bring you back on. And your enthusiasm you really um, brought you to um, climbing the ladder to director of development and it's so honored to have you on board. So honored to be part of such a great organization. Yeah. I mean, really, it's just, it, we do so much for the community and, you know, it's just, it's so fulfilling. There's not even enough words to explain. I know. I love it. Jess and I, we were talking, um, Sulian Bruschetta, uh, who is not able to be with us today, we recently hired her as our bilingual community outreach. And uh, we were talking about just what a big need there was to have uh, someone speaking Spanish. Jess, wouldn't you agree? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Sulian is such a blessing because... Being out there in the community, trying to help, you know, everyone, it's hard when there's a language barrier with many of our clients. And so it's a hard subject to talk about and be vulnerable about to begin with. But then you put in a language and cultural barrier. It's really hard to get those stories and to, you know, just connect with the women in our community. And Solian does such a wonderful job of making these women feel safe and comfortable and like it's okay and to be able to share their stories and their emotions and so it's yes we are so happy to have a bilingual yes and Sulian's a breast cancer survivor as well so uh four of our five staff members are survivors and we have said Jess will never be a survivor <laughs> nope I will never need to be a survivor <laughs> oh but we we're definitely thankful for Sulia and I I can share in the office me and Laura would field phone calls uh from women speaking Spanish and we would try Google Translator uno momento uh uh, uh que de mamagrafia <laughs> and we, we were able to have, you know, 15 minute conversations with Google Translator. And we definitely got a, a lot of laughs from from both sides. But to now be able to have someone who's fluent in Spanish and to break down the language and cultural barrier is is 
it was really huge and so grateful to have her on board. And we wish she could be here with us today, but her children are sick, so we miss her definitely. So um, that is uh, our our staff and, you know, the beginning of our story. In each program, we're going to dive deep into it. We're going to take a quick little rock out, and then we're going to loop back around with one of the original Moon Valley moms, Leslie Cadby, who uh, was part of that giving experience that prompted me to, to start Check for a Lump, and she's watched our evolution and longtime supporter, so we can't wait to hear from her, but in the meantime, we are going to rock out.
like that green came before blue and I liked how it was now I'm blue after you it's 11 now and you're not gone I'd kick you out but I'm not that strong not that strong I always liked that green came before blue and I liked how it was now I'm so happy to have our rock out that's going to be a part of our weekly segment is to bring on some young talent and inspire them and we are so grateful to Sage Sakala, Kenny Kelly and Danny King for coming in today and I do have to mention Sage Sakala uh, has also been with us from day one. Her mother, Shelly Sakala, co-founder, was the one who sent me that fill your boobies that changed my life, actually saved my life. Facebook saved my life. So uh, thank you, Sage and friends, for for your support and being here today. And now we are going to uh, have a little conversation with my dear friend, Leslie Cadby. Leslie, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you today? Oh, great. So excited to have a podcast. Who knew? <laughs> oh, you've come so far, Holly. <laughs> oh, well, you you definitely were, were part of that original experience. I will never forget um, running to your door with a, a ponytail of my hair that I had just cut off that was <laughs> really a shaggy mess and saying, Leslie, help. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, it, it, you know, from that first dinner party, I don't know if you remember, but I'm sure you do. We, um, Holly and I have been friends since she moved into the neighborhood and, um, we started walking with our other neighbor, Janine, and people started calling us Charlie angels, Charlie's angels, because we were redhead, blonde and a brunette. And we walked almost every morning, uh, after we got the kids off to school and just became really fast friends. And uh, we started a rotating dinner uh, between our, our families. And um, it was at one of those dinners that Holly said to the to the other women, Janine and I, um, I found this lump in my breast yesterday. Um, can you guys feel it and see what you think? And we, Janine got her into her dear friend, another Moon Valley family. He's a breast surgeon. And uh, she got him in like that next week, a few days, and Holly was in and getting treatment. So oh, I'll never forget that was Dr. Zanis. Um, he's with Comprehensive Breast Centers of Arizona, who they actually just signed on as an annual sponsor this past week. So I'm so excited um, because uh, 
group of top surgeons and Dr. Zanis was so kind. He called me on Super Bowl Sunday and talked me down off of the ledge of just a panic attack and was the first one who said, Holly, this is not a death sentence. You know, you are going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was right then when like kind of the Moon Valley family put their arms around you and Holly and I were the class moms <laughs> of the fifth grade class for our daughters. And so she had to kind of step down. So I took over her role. And from there, all the whole class just joined in and we got a food train going. So she had dinners coming every night for a while and for a few weeks or a few months. And we had people just volunteering to do different things and share their stories with her. So she knew that there was a light at the end of the tunnel. And um, and she birthed this beautiful foundation through her experience wanting to give back. And I think with the help of National Charity League and the moms and and that really rallying around, we we I remember hosting a little event um, to stuff the the folders. We had all the girls centered around my dining room table, and they were stuffing folders for the next event. And and that stuffed folder has become a beautiful, multicolor, beautiful magazine and a showcase for all the sponsors and all the programs. Um, it went from a cocktail party at Moon Valley Country Club with mostly Moon Valley people there in their crazy wigs um, to this big extravaganza with live auctions and and silent auctions and fun and live entertainment. And so it's it, it, they've made um, a really serious uh, situation be fun, you know, and, and they, they, they make fundraising and they make they make this just big group around people that are going through breast cancer know that it's going to be okay. You know, you know, what I think is amazing is how Moon Valley really huddled around me and my family to help get through a difficult time. And then now they really are such a huge part of our evolution, because like you said, uh, that first cocktail party, our wig out gala, our first annual, it was all Moon Valley. And our galas, I would say for the first probably three, four years were predominantly Moon Valley. So they really birthed, they, they're, they're, it's, it's part of Moon Valley's legacy. Is Check for a Lump <laughs> yeah. is part of Moon Valley's legacy for sure. And, and same with National Charity League. Uh, you brought me into that with my daughters, uh, mother-daughter organization, Philanthropic League. And uh, it's been incredible to see we went from getting support from Moon Valley to now we have support from just how many chapters? Oh, goodness. I think maybe five to ten. Yeah. Laura, did you recall how many chapters we now work with? I know. I believe. Is- I believe oh, Ashley's got it. I've got it. We've got seven chapters um, that we work with all the way in Santan out in the East Valley. They drive, you know, without traffic an hour to get to us to volunteer for a short amount of time. So, and then all the way far north as well. That's awesome. So how many volunteers? I, I'm not part of the volunteering any longer. So how many volunteers are we receiving every single month? 
Oh, goodness. Uh, that's a good question. A lot. Um, I know on our volunteer Saturdays, um, we have anywhere from six to 20 that show up to help out. Um, and then a lot of times we have volunteers that actually help um, from home. They do some sewing projects for us for our, heart, our hot cold packs. So they're working at home during the whole month and then they just stop in when they have a whole stack ready for us. And yeah, and then sometimes we get somebody else. We get whole organizations now that want us to either come to them or they'll come to us um, and volunteer anywhere from, again, I think we've had the smallest organization that's come in, I think was like six people. We've had 15. We went somewhere and did 40 people. Yeah, we had Spinatos brought in. Like we went to them and and there were around 40 people at Spinatos and same with Hologic who uh, makes mammography equipment and uh, much more. And they came in and volunteered. It's, yeah, it's fabulous. I can't even believe that we really, we accomplished our goal. We set out to have a billboard. Wouldn't it be great to save thousands of lives with our message, check for a lump. And sure enough, now, thanks to the mint dispensary, we have billboards. I just drove by and saw one last night off of the the 17 and so crazy. Um, and it was so beautiful to see Ashley and her family on the billboard and giant letters, check for a lump. We are saving lives. Leslie, do you did you think that we would ever get this big <laughs> with the start of 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 you bringing me a meal? <laughs> and I had no idea. <laughs> I really didn't. But I'm not surprised. Getting to know you and getting to see just how magnetic you are, and you know, I'm not surprised. I, I would have been surprised at that moment, but as as I've as I've seen you evolve this, I I I. I'm very impressed. So what has been, because you've known me for so long and you were, you know, there at the beginning and to here we are now, what has been uh, your outside take on watching us grow? Well, really just, I think the, the heart of it is that you really want to help people and you're trying to fill a niche that is missing in Phoenix. Um, and the education, the amount of education that you have gone through, that you're able to present information to doctors at, at their seminars blows me away. You know, I mean, that that is incredible. So I think that the thing that that amazes me is the number of people that you've really helped. Um, I mean, and people think that giving a wig is there's maybe all you do but you you guys give uh, mammography to women whose um, insurance doesn't cover it or don't have insurance you and you'll follow them if they're if they are positive then you help them with their treatment all the way through which which is really remarkable because that's a big undertaking and to go from a garage like in-home office you know, with a few volunteers, including yourself, to a staff and all these big people on board. I mean, I think that just it's it's great. And I think the reason why is because of your heart. You were in it for the right reasons. You found people like minded, these beautiful staff women that have just taken this ball and run with it. And you've been just so fortunate of finding the right people and um, and 
and fitting that knowing your niche, you know, knowing where, where to really help education, mammography, wigs. Um, it's just, it's really, it's amazing. It and really is. You know where that really started was Moon Valley and walking and, and talking, you know, obviously me and you and Janine, but with other women and every single woman asked me, you know, oh my gosh, you know, does it, does this run in your family? And it was never a, a really a question. They just wanted to confirm that, yes, indeed, my mother had breast cancer. My grandmother had breast cancer. My sisters had breast cancer. Obviously, it's hereditary. And that was one of the first things that I learned is 90% of breast cancer patients have zero family history of breast cancer. And I thought, my gosh, how in the world do we not know this? We're all intelligent women. Mm-hmm. And and the more I learned and the more that other women asked me questions, it, there was just a lack of knowledge. And, and again, I just felt like I needed to share. And then when I learned that there was a, a uh, some women could not afford a wig, we had to jump in. And then some women accord- couldn't afford a mammogram, we had to jump in. Women weren't receiving support, we had to jump in. So it was just, you know, there was a need in the community. And thank goodness, we had awesome support that we could fill those needs. But you know, it's not only women that can't afford it, um, the sometimes the insurance doesn't cover it. So uh, unbeknownst to me, my niece, needed a mammogram and she her insurance wouldn't cover it and her uh, gynecologist gave her the information about don't be a chump and don't be a, uh, don't be a chump check for a lump covered her mammogram and she had insurance she has really good insurance through her employer and she didn't qualify so you know I think it's 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 just a need. I mean, it's an it's a niche that, you know, it could be anyone that their insurance will, you know, just say you don't qualify. Yep. Check for a lump is here for everyone. We are providing free education, mammogram, ah, mammograms, wigs and support. You can find more information about all of our programs on checkforalump.org. You can also follow our weekly podcast. We are going to be on every Tuesday. So please follow us checking in with Check for a Lump. And I want to thank all of our staff for being with us today. And Leslie, thank you for your time coming in. And uh, this has been wonderful to share our our evolution of Check for a Lump. And because education is, is definitely my passion, we are going to end each podcast with our Check for a Lump Challenge. So today's Check for a Lump Challenge is... We want you to answer what percentage of women who find aggressive breast cancer find it through a self-exam. So the answer is surprisingly high. 70% of women who have aggressive breast cancer find it in between mammograms and through self-exams. So our challenge for you today is to check your breasts for any abnormalities, lumps, bumps, pain, a discharge of the nipple, check your armpits, redness, swelling, uh, anything that is abnormal, you want to follow up if 
it does not go away, please, please, please go to your OBGYN, your primary care physician, and get it checked out. Early detection is key to survival. If you find it in the early stages, you have close to 100% chance of surviving. It is not a death sentence. So check for a lump is our message to you. And again, thank you to all of our team and to Leslie for being here today. We appreciate you all and hoping you have a great week.